Zamboni science is indistinguishable from magic. Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And I feel like the one legged man in an ass kicking contest, buddy. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who could use a free tonsillectomy. It's Mark. Hey, buddies. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week we watched 1988's The Blob, very different from 1957's The Blob, um, which in was some ways. in some ways, which was a Jake pick uh, in, in a couple of very important ways. We're going to get into uh, spoiler: that, there's no Steve McQueen, that, <laughs> but there is Johnny Drama. There's a lot of <laughs> no Steve McQueen happenings. So this, uh, we'll spoil it. It was a Jake pick, and we'll dive. All the way into that real soon, and when we way. do, we're going to spoil the fucking shit out of it, so fair warning on that. Yep. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Well, guys, um, I have two. Neither of which I'm better than Jake, who has none. <laughs> I don't. I have multiple. Uh, space Dust, at this point, is becoming <laughs> I suggested Space oh, Dust. Shit. <laughs> every every time we review anything even remotely related to space. Uh, the other one, I was trying to make up for having only space dust, and I don't know how well I did. So I got Hop Hunter by uh, Sierra Nevada because uh, it hunts people. Wow. I mean, space dust I like because not only is it sort of from space. The Again, 58, 57, 88 versions differ. This one's actually from Earth, then launched into space, then back from space. Um, just like that Aretha Franklin song. But... I like Space Dust because it has the mascot that kind of looks like a blob and it's spewing out a bunch of goo. So I think it works on a several different levels. I respect the choice, Mark. I would have gotten it too, but Jake made fun of me. He was going to make fun of you regardless. Yeah, yeah, and the worst part is for like, what, the millionth week in a row, he didn't even bring any beers to relate to the movie, did you, uh, Jake? It's like the second week in a row. I, uh, no, I brought side beers. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. at least explain what the side beers are. They're beer. <laughs> Good. It's a good start. Well, one of them is an Anderson Valley Summer Solstice. It's just a cream ale. Okay. Although that is in California and says this movie. Ball uh, Hornin. Ball Hornin. It's like the type of shit they speak up there and whatever. Yep. Cascadia. It's going to secede and become its own nation. Yeah, Cascadia. No, that's not Cascadia. It's a different one. Oh, God. It's too uh, much to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, and then the other side beers are Woodland Empire Pilsner. Pretty pretty light and easy side beer type material. Yeah. Um, and so you left getting the beer to me, which yeah. was a, like even a backup plan because I told you I was too busy to get beers and asked you if you could do me a solid and like pick the beer for the movie. And then hey, I, I said, I have a I couple of Sierra Nevadas in the fridge. And I you're like, no, those are good enough. So I have Sierra Nevada, the pale ale. Um, because another difference between this movie and the 57 version is that whereas the 57 version is set in Pennsylvania, they set this one in California somewhere, um, and Sierra Nevadas are in California. Well, and, and the one thing I'll add to that, too, is that this is a town that is clearly near the mountains because there's much ado about snow here and the lack thereof. Yep, Sierra and they Nevadas have a snowmaker. The, the mountains in California where you would go to do snow-type activities. So I can only imagine there's a town in semi-northern California that uh, makes its living based on people going up to the mountains to ski, board, whatever. Yeah. Great pick. It's a great pick. Yeah, so I nailed it. All right, okay. I so do wait. I need to I, I want some clarification. Mine's also Sierra Nevada, but mine has the word hunter in it because the blob's a hunter. So did I do worse? 
The blob is also pretty pale. You did worse based on your explanation of the beer. Hmm. But I did better. Yeah. I mean, you might have stumbled in the into the, a similar score. Look, if we do, if we completely don't allow just stumbling ass backwards into things that actually work kind of well, our entire podcast is going out the window. <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yep. Yeah, it is. Uh, now, drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week, except for it hasn't been a goddamn week. It's been like two fucking days because you jabronis needed to record immediately after we recorded last time. I so, am traveling to scenic Duluth, okay? So <laughs> oh, oh. try and contain your jealousy. Duluth has a really cool playground that we used to drive up to sometimes on weekends when I lived in Minneapolis. So blam. Tell me where it is. I'll go and I'll take some selfies. Okay. No, Mark, um, you will get arrested. <laughs> I don't know over this. Think I, I, I say that, though. The reason I brought up the, the short turnaround here is that drinking beer is the only thing I've done over the course of the past couple of days besides watch the movie The Blob. So I've got nothing else that's been rocking my horror world. Jake, save me good, what's been rocking your horror you, world. Uh, you know how you get into the summer and sometimes you just want to watch a fun movie? Sometimes it's fun in the way that I tried to pitch the blob as being sometimes it's fun in the sense that it just kind of takes you back. I watched a movie that just t- kind of takes me back. I watched The Burbs, which the Burbs. isn't really Holy a horror shit. movie, but I wanted to talk about it for a couple of reasons. First, I hadn't seen this since I was a kid, and I remember watching it like a lot, right? Yep. So I, I saw I was on Prime, decided to pop it on, see, see how it would go. And I got to tell you, this movie is pretty awesome, and it would be a decent little entryway for a kid like I once was and like it was for me. (laughs) The other thing that I'll say is that I kind of stumbled ass backwards to Mark's point into this thing that I think I'm going to do. So I'm I'm at risk of giving away too much information here. I'm uh, about to join these other two guys on the podcast and being a homeowner. So I think I might do a little like ratcheting up the tension in terms of (laughs) just a lot of homeowner home ownership related horror movies. (laughs) This is definitely level one. We'll see how high I can go. How Sue? Yeah, we'll we'll get somewhere at some point. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a ton of fun. For the uninitiated listener, I can't believe you made it this far without saying this. This movie fucking stars Tom Hanks, and he's great as always. It's Tom this is Hanks one of his movie. first movies. Yeah, I mean, it's a Tom Hanks movie. It's like shenanigans happening in the burbs. It's got a lot of that like National Lampoon style comedy to it, but there's a dark underbelly. It's it's funny, but there are enough scares for a kid or someone who doesn't really watch horror movies. I think I'd recommend it. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's fucking delightful. That was one of those ones that used to be on Comedy Central, like, all the fucking time. Yeah. I love that movie. It's really good. Corey Feldman. (laughs) I like it. You got anything else? No. It's been a couple days. Yeah, fuck. Mark? I have Go with your eight movies or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I watched 48 straight hours of movies. Which ones would you like me to talk about? Um. So I'm jealous of your life. I have, well, I've, I've caught up at least at this point uh, with the current season of Ghosted. I don't think I've talked about this before. Uh, are you guys familiar no. with this? This is the Adam Scott, no. Greg Robinson, X-Files Yeah, I gotta off. tell you, I started this with my wife. Fun, but we got three episodes in and didn't feel the need to continue watching, which I was surprised by because I like Adam Scott and I fucking love Craig Robinson. Yeah, so I'm bringing it up here because it's horror adjacent. It's it's an X-Files type thing, but it would be like X-Files or Fringe if they were trying to be funny. And I do say trying to be funny because they're trying to be funny and not particularly succeeding. The first three episodes are kind of fun, like you said, and then the fun level just precipitously drops off. 
Um, I do need a 20-minute show in the morning to watch while I eat my cereal, so I'm continuing to like finish the season out. But uh, uh, I was you know just... that like every season of Frasier is on Netflix, right? Yeah, you know I'm totally. I would cheers. rather watch Ghosted than for when you run out of Frasier. There's Cheers. Okay, you don't know me very well. I'm gathering. <laughs> well, I mean, frankly, Seinfeld is next on the docket, but that's a big commitment. I'm not ready for it. You know, I got to date it for a little while. I got to date it for like 10 years before I actually take the plunge. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, anyways, <laughs> Ghosted. I, is it? I don't uh, know. It is it's point. on Fox. Adam Scott, Greg Robinson. It's uh, forgettable. All right. <laughs> that is my review of Ghosted. I got one other Yay. thing. Um, my lovely wife and I sat down for the first time in a, a few weeks because her schedule and my schedule have been 100% polar opposites, so we haven't really seen each other. And we spent our night together uh, watching All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. That movie is... Uh, there's a there's a particular gentleman with whom Jake and I went to college. Uh, he's a maniac. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and that is his favorite movie? Uh, it's like that in A Knight's Tale or competing for his favorite movie ever. Yeah, and as you might be able to tell from that sentence, uh, this kid has some <laughs> opinions, and they are nonsense. I haven't seen that movie in a while, and I was pretty lit up last time I watched it, but I had a lot of fun watching it the last time. Uh, you and I had different experiences. I'm kind of a Debbie Downer this week. I wish we had a little bit more content to talk about, but I Fuck, just, Mark. I don't, I went into it expecting it to be interesting and good because of your recommendation and because of your friend's recommendation. Um, well, you know I who just, the friend is. I don't know if it, I think you had to watch it at the right time and then retain that original sense of attachment to it because now it just is, it doesn't play very well. It's kind of boring. I'll, I'll buy that. And... The, this is an Amber Heard vehicle for the yes, uninitiated. And Amber Heard so, is an attractive person. Yeah, certainly. And pretty talented, too. But it, um, the overall conceit of the movie, I, I don't know. It's not, it's been done enough times since that it's, it does, it just sort of fades into the background. So if you don't think this one is one of the original high minded twist vehicles, then, you know, it just sort of blends into the background. There's not much else separating it from the pack. Hmm. If you want to yeah. watch it, and I do, I mean, it is, it's a decent movie. Um, it's a pretty good slasher. We haven't really mentioned what the actual plot of the movie is, but a bunch yes. of kids get slashed. <laughs> like a um, farmhouse slasher. There's a watering hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a watering hole. It is, is that freely what it's called? important. It is freely available on Netflix if you want to go check that one out. But all the boys love Mandy Lane. I don't know. Give it a revisit. If you haven't already seen it, then uh, maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe you watch Would You Rather. I don't oh, Christ. Don't, don't I, I, do I don't know. None of us have ever seen that, but I can't don't imagine that's it. the right decision. It doesn't I, seem like the right thing to do. One of these days I'm going to watch it just because it's like the – I don't Wait, know I why it's you the said first you did thing watch it. I thought you time. said you watched it. When did I say I've I'm watched pretty sure Would You Rather? He said he watched it. Did he say he watched it? No, he didn't say he watched it. He was getting confused between Would You Rather and uh, – Truth or Dare or something like that? Yeah, I don't uh -huh. know. That's the same fucking thing. I, whatever. <laughs> Except one of those is going to be good and one of those is going to be only kind of good. Oof. Yeah. Listeners, stay tuned. Like the I'll worst win on Rocking Horror World segment I've ever it's had. It's been two fucking days. Oh, well, it's difficult. 
<laughs> I'll add to the entertainment. We've gotten this far, and I haven't mentioned it. I probably sound like a cartoon character this week. I was so, going to say, we yeah, should say uh, okay, something. So, about in that. the spirit of me having watched The Burbs, there's a scene in The Burbs where the guys go up and knock on the door, and the thing, the light falls off, and it releases bur- bees, and the bees are stinging them, and they're rolling around on the ground. This is a shockingly terrible description of Let's a scene. Let's just say that something happened to my face that is making me talk like that, and it may or may not have been bee related in a similar sort of event. You got stung by a bee right on the tongue. Maybe. Right Did on that get- weird like thing that connects your tongue to the bottom of your mouth that mark i think you had to have cut because you're a mutant maybe a frenulum um, is that what it is did you by chance get like a call from like a an ex-fiance or something from about 10 years ago saying that your p- perchance daughter is kidnapped and lost and you had to fly out to their island that's run by women and produces honey as their sole export but no, did you put on a lie. bear suit and slash a woman right across the face with some bear claws did you no, slash I- lily sobieski right across the face <laughs> i'm alive I, I live to tell the tale, whatever that tale may be. Guys, we really need to review that movie. <laughs> we really need to go to the feature presentation. Maybe. Yeah, it's what do. we really need to do. My face hurts. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1988's, right? 88, yep. Good year. Good 88's year. The Blob, uh, which was a Jake pick. It being a Jake pick... Look at you, Jake. You're yeah. going to have to give me a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. We're diving right in. There is a small town in California, and uh, some kids are doing high school things. Uh, meanwhile, this riffraff guy on the edge of town has a run-in with this thing that falls out of the sky. It's a blob. It gets attached to his arm. He gets taken to the hospital, and then this blob sort of starts to eat everyone in town. People die, like, really gruesome deaths for a while. Eventually, they get quarantined by the feds, who I guess this thing came from the Cold War, and they shot it into space because it was uh, too dangerous. Now it came back. Eventually, they figure out that uh, cold hurts it, and they're able to kill it right there at the end. Time. I mean, you kind of started to panic there, but you got there. I got there. You got there. It was a weird mixture of too much information and not enough information. It certainly was this weird riffraff guy. I weird just, riffraff just guy. once in my life, I want to be described as a riffraff guy. A riffraff guy. <laughs> Doing Mark, rogue jumps on that. my Harley. No, I don't. No, that's the homeless no, guy. No, no, he wasn't talking about Johnny Drama. Johnny oh, okay. Drama is a litter bug, and I hoped he would die for it. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is one of the few survivors. All right, Jake, why the He's fuck the did you pick bug. this particular movie? Excuse me? And not the Steve McQueen version. Oh, because I wanted more of a summary version and something that would kind of scratch the itch for gross, disgusting 80s practical effects. And this is a really good example of that. It's also a really good example of a horror remake, which we can talk about. Yep, it is. It is actually, I mean, and arguably, I will always love the 1957 The Blob oh, it's a, a it, lot more. It's hard not to. I mean, but I do think this is an objectively better film. Mm, it depends on what, like, what metric you're using. But it's less campy and less like fun in that way, but it's just a better movie, better effects, better story. Well, the better effects acting. are better, but they spent like $10 million on their effects budget. So Yes, they. Uh, yeah, uh, we should say critical flop. This thing made less than half its budget back. Yeah. Really? Uh, not very well received. But yeah. I, feel like, I feel like if you went in totally blind, which I did, uh, and you made a quiz that was just like, here's watch a movie, tell us whether or not people like this or not. This would be really hard to fucking tell whether or not it did well. I, I thought I thought this was a pretty good movie. I would have seen this in the movie theaters. Seems like spoilers. a great air conditioning movie. Rating spoilers. <laughs> yeah, review spoilers. Um, it, it is. It has gained a like cult following since being a commercial flop. But it was a commercial flop. Mm. 
Okay, so Mark just answered his history, what that was with the movie, which was it's non-existent. Mark, had you seen the original McQueenie version? Yep. Nope, nope. Yeah, so the original version yep, is 1957. Nope, nope. It's the same basic story. It's Steve McQueen's first role, first acting role. Or, Damn. I guess film acting role. That's some chops. Yeah. It's a great place to start, man. Fuck. So yes. I'd seen this once, and I remember really liking the effects, so I wanted to like revisit after we've seen a lot of other movies for this little project we have going on that some of which have really good effects. What era did you see this in the first time? Uh, mid-teens, probably. I'm in about the same boat. 15, Pre-college. 16. I don't even yeah. remember. It was some summer break. I was not in college. No. Yeah. Nope. So I wanted to get back to that summer break feeling now that I'm never to experience that again. Whoa, Aww. I just took a sip of this Anderson Valley Summer Solstice. It tastes like vanilla and, and toffee. Natural flavors. That's the natural flavors they added? It's a cream ale. It's very sweet. I have something to add for my experience with this movie. I had not seen this, nor the 1958 version, but you know what I had seen? I'd seen season two, episode 23, and season two, episode 11 of Goosebumps, which were respectively <laughs> The Blob That Ate Everyone and More Monster Blood, uh, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure are just straight up ripoffs of this movie. Look, this is a classic sci-fi story, right? Venom from Spider-Man, his original origin story is just The Blob. No, it's just it's just those four things. The Blob, The Blob, and then those two blobs from Goosebumps. From Goosebump. Goosebump. <laughs> Goosebump singular. From that one Goosebump. I forgot to make the, the word plural, okay? I have <laughs> No shit. It's one Goosebump. Thanks for, thanks for explaining what happened there. Jake, I'm in a very similar boat to you. I'd seen it once before. Uh, the old one is one my dad and I would watch a lot. My dad mm-hmm. also loves Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. um, and we watched that a lot. And I'd seen the new one once before, liked it a lot, but every time I thought about revisiting it, I thought, or I could revisit the Steve McQueen version instead. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for doing that. Yep. But. But I'm happy we revisited this now. And yeah. Jake. Yeah. What the fuck subgenre before does this fit into? Sci-fi. <laughs> this one actually is sci-fi. Mark. Yes. Agreed. Thank you. <laughs> that makes me feel good. Um, the 57 version is Alien, They Come to Us. This one is not Alien. No. In any way. Um there, do we have a category? Mark, you're the you're the, what's the word? Ombudsman of the categories or whatever you are. Nice fact. Um, official killer. ombudsman of categories. I, I that's going on a business card. <laughs> do we have a category that's like government conspiracy stuff? Ooh, we do have conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. We added it. We added movie. it because of that uh, the Ted Levine movie, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> uh, Monk. We added it because of that one episode of Monk. <laughs> we added it because of Monk. No, Banshee Chapter. That's what it was. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a conspiracy movie. Then I, I'm sure I made fun of you for adding it then, but now I agree with it. I like that you added it. Okay. Cool. I'm sure it was my idea. So Mark, what other subgenres? <laughs> uh, monster. We didn't say monster already. Pretty blatantly. Yeah, it is exactly movie. what it is. Yep. It's almost. A, it's almost splattery. It is almost splatter. I would it's 100% hard, it's hard. be on board with splatter. This movie well, it's is hard. glorious it's, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's hard to be splattery when there's so much engulfing happening, but there, there's enough gore here that, that you get the point. Totally. There's, there's engulfing, but then, like, vomiting remains back up, which counts. <laughs> Maybe it's not, yeah, it's that, like spew part of splatter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's spewy. Splatter, sub-sub-genre, spewage. I'll add it. Uh, okay. And uh, what? Trees. Spewage. Some trees. Some trees. It has that kind of Sierra nevada e sort of, you know, high desert feel. It sure you know, does. Not as people have trees. doubted us, but that joke is still funny, so we're going to continue to make it. 
<laughs> I think we Mark made that no second episode us. of the podcast. No one's doubted yeah. us. A couple houses. People would have been listening to doubt us, Mark. That's a good point. My mom doubted us. <laughs> hey, Jake. What does this movie do right? Let's get into this fucking thing. Well, we kind of already mentioned the gore, so let's continue mentioning the gore. The gore is really yeah. good. The gore is really good. It's a really it's also a really good combination of like exploitation gore that's, you know, just like, whoa, that's so much of it, but then also unsettling, like, oh yeah, God, cringy this, gore. Yeah. It, it runs the gamut. Gambit. Right. Excuse me. Gambit. Gambit. Yes, excuse me. Runs the gambit. Uh yeah, this isn't necessarily the same. This could be its own thing, but the movie does a pretty good job of kind of towing the line between things that are that are dark, but then also very humorous, darkly humorous. Yes. And I think that that comes through in the gore. Uh, I'm going to expand that a little bit because I think I wasn't doing it justice. Uh, let's just call it the practical effects because not all of it is gore. Some of these look a little bit silly, and I think this is where I might slightly disagree with you on the camp element, but the, the stop motion they use for some of the movements of the blob itself is <laughs> charming to me. It's interesting. I think I think that it is a really interesting mixture with how much attention to detail there is for people just getting absolutely and completely wrecked. And then you have a scene that's like, there's this weird appendage that is clearly being held up by a wire and they're moving very <laughs> slowly and using strobe lights. And it's that's, shot against a green screen. Yeah, that's camp for sure. But I think that overall that coalesces into this weird only could happen in the 80s truthfully effects bundle that is really worthwhile it's really strong and i mean as much as there are parts of it that look like like you could watch this and like lazily say oh that's cg it doesn't look very good but i don't think any of it's not practically done it's just some of it's stop motion and some of it is green screened on and maybe rotoscoped a little poorly so it doesn't look great i don't know if it was rotoscoped. i think all that i give all of that a pass because i can see what they did with and and it looks it looks boundary pushing too like this looks better than hellraiser that came out the same year i mean it's certainly better than that drunken lightning they threw together yeah that was rough Which, I mean, that's the extent of CG at the time, right? That's how we know that this wasn't CG. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd, like you said, touched it up a little bit, but there wasn't, you couldn't really do computer graphics at the time. Right, you right. Could, Jurassic I Park guess. hadn't come out yet, or Back to the Future, right? right? Zemeckis hadn't figured all that shit out. Or I right. guess that was ILM that did that. Whatever. Well, yeah, but, but even I mean, then, this... like ILM, those guys, Industrial Light and Magic, right? Those, those guys were known for their practical, and then they transitioned, like, basically they were told they had to transition to CG at a certain point. So they retrained everybody. Right. (laughs) So it was this like glorious period where everyone was great at both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But there are certain movies that exist in this late 80s that stand out to me for their practical in the genre. I mean, The Thing, This, The Fly, all of which are remakes, interestingly enough. And and, I mean, Hellraiser, besides that lightning issue, is definitely in that camp as well. Sure, I don't... Yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't put it in the same category as those three. I don't know why. I just don't. Okay. Uh, Mark, we've droned on about the effects for quite some time now. What else does this movie do right? You guys brought up camp. Uh, The other aspect of camp is good writing. This does not have good writing. But what it does have is very quotable lines, right? You got chew on that slime ball, and I think you pissed it off. And ribbed? (laughs) 
Ribbed. How about uh, <laughs> let's scrag that son of a bitch? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I could there see, are a lot. I could see some some significant like Rocky Horror Picture esque midnight viewings of this in a movie theater That'd with be just people. Great, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, with just people throwing shit at the screen and quoting along. I mean, this would be this would be an incredibly fun movie to watch in a large crowd of people who had seen it twenty times already. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. and you get two instances of the ribbed, right? They bring it back first. It's the ribbed, and then it's I love ribbed. the dad. You know he's gonna pull the paper down <laughs> in his face. It's so good, ribbed. <laughs> and he's so I completely fucking agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an it's a yeah. It's a fun movie just to like sort of sit back and listen to. <laughs> we've uh, we've talked about Agreed. it's fun to watch. I'm saying it's fun to listen to. Oh boy, <laughs> look at all. a lot of things to the table today. <laughs> uh, here's another goddamn thing this movie does right. It has the coolest motorcycle ever made in it. Motherfucker, I want that fucking bike. Which well. he uses to do jumps off of horizontal surfaces. Okay. After so throwing beer cans happen, into a Jack? ravine like a litter bug, <laughs> I, I well that'll come up in a later station is the way he was using it. And actually, that's a different bike because it's smaller and lighter. The one he was jumping was the Triumph Tiger Cub, but the bike throughout most of the movie, right, is the Triumph Daytona Tiger. Wasn't this all just a nod to McQueen anyway? The the Triumph motorcycle, I think it was supposed to be. I couldn't find confirmation of it, but it's apocryphal anyway. That, so we're just going to say it. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. A to Z Horror declares this a tribute to Steve McQueen. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And that's the coolest motorcycle ever made. I want one so fucking badly. It's amazing. <laughs> that's what it does, right? Like, I want to make fun of Johnny Drama all the way throughout this movie because he's a ridiculous actor playing a ridiculous character that's like a a three like a cubed parody of a greaser but i can't because he's too cool he's just legitimately cool because he drives that motorcycle it's very reciprocal it's so uncool it's cool that it's so uncool that it's cool (laughs) and then the world breaks Oh, yeah. I mean, it already broke a long time ago. So A long time ago? Okay. Get, getting uh, a Triumph Daytona Tiger is what this movie does right. Okay. Fair It's a enough. very specific thing. Another thing that I think it does right, and I mentioned this earlier, though, briefly, is it's a good sequel. I think that well, good sequels... it's not a sequel. Oh, I'm sorry. A good remake. A good remake. I don't know why I call it a sequel. <laughs> they set it up idiot. for a sequel. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> though good remake so what good remakes need to do is they need to not just do the same thing again because they're in a new era they need to take what is horror to that era and capitalize on it right and i think that this did the 80s thing pretty well like here what you have is kind of like that counterculture punk sort of thing wins the day like it's basically like rejecting authority right that's kind of the undercurrent of what is happening here whereas if you were to go back and watch the 58 version it would not be that exactly. at all no and so it is, i think that right? i think that this is pretty much the perfect 80s version of what this movie could have been yeah i mean all the way down to the the villain isn't just a space alien anymore it's the cold war like it's the u.s government cold war era experimenting with shit right which i guess the wall devious. came down in 89 right so or maybe yep. eight, December 88, something like that. I think it was 88. You're Mr. Right. Gorbachev. I would have been think, zero months at the time. I, so, I mean, I, I, I don't have great recollection of that. Hey, man, you are alive. I'm glad you interrupted me there, Mark, because I was a little bit worried. I was about to do um, my my Reagan tear down this wall, but it was going to become Richard Nixon and get a little jowly in there. So I'm glad you cut me off. 
and then you described exactly how you were going to fail to the listening audience. So I don't know what you gained from that. Not actually failing, Mark. Okay. Okay. Why do we fall, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> uh, I'm Michael Kane. <laughs> I got another one. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a regular. <laughs> oh, no. It's not going to be a Michael Kane reference. I, uh, I would fail at Good. that. I don't want to fail. Thank God. I was going to say I'm a regular Dana Carvey over here. Oh, my uh, God. I have one other thing that I want to bring up. Actually, I have two other things, but I have one nice. thing in particular I'm going to talk talk about right now, which is that this is an example that proves a larger point. You said are earlier. You th- are you a third grader about to give a book report? <laughs> I thought I, the following I three read things the Count of Monte were... Cristo. <laughs> I had three things to the... say about what a good book it is. <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I read the. Uh, what did we read in third grade? Those are those books of those bunnies and shit in third grade. Or what like the ones that like the the warring rabbits and shit. Redwall. Oh fuck, Mossflower. Redwall and Mossflower. There was a whole the best like, book subgenre of rabbits. You guys doing ever see things. Watership Down? Watership Down too, dude. We should watch that for this website. That's a horror movie. It could. We be. should. We should. No, we should just read Mossflower and give book reports on it. I that sounds boring. Shit again. This movie, Blob, is what we're talking about this week. The Blob. The Blob. El Blabo. Blob uh, is a character from the X-Men. Trademark. Mm. Wait, trademarked by us? Well, it could be. I'll have to check our files. It is now. No, anything we say. It's, it's <laughs> saying that the Blob is trademarked is our trademark. <laughs> uh, yes. We've digressed from what my original intent for this segment was. Mark, in fairness, you digress almost immediately from any point you make ever. <laughs> well, I have to talk over you clowns. Any hoozles. So... Like we said, it's only been three or four days since we recorded the last episode, but the scene where she jumps, whatever the hell the heroine's name is, jumps off of the ice truck and her boot is stuck and she just face plants directly into the side is one of, it made me laugh out loud harder than like basically anything I've seen since our last recording, probably in the last like two or three weeks. I was pretty great legit entertained by that and i think that's indicative of something this movie does very well which is a result of the effects that we already talked about and how they shot it but this scene is very well or this movie is very well like blocked and choreographed mark was your first statement there it made you laugh harder than anything you've seen since our last it made you laugh harder than anything you've seen in the last two days well that i i literally prefaced the statement with it's only been three or four days since we recorded <laughs> I wasn't listening to that. I I know you weren't. I saw your eyes. They rolled into the back of your head. Yeah. Well, you had a very minor grand mal seizure. (laughs) Nice back there. (laughs) Safe. In any case, this movie, I I like that the way that the effects end up playing into the script means that they have to be very cognizant of where the actors are on screen at all times. And like what that means as far as the choreography of the individual scenes. And you get like some pretty, cool shit out of that and it all cap it all like culminates in her fucking face planting vertically into the side of a i assume a gasoline tanker i don't know what the fuck is in that thing liquid nitrogen who knows i mean it is liquid nitrogen because that's how they kill the blob that's, that's just what it is i okay. don't know that that's how actual snow machines work it's not <laughs> I was how do you know very you confident spray it liquid isn't. nitrogen into the air <laughs> it fucking vaporizes you don't create we'll no get back that's to that. snow that's snow how do you Snow think Zambonis work? Nitrogen. How do you think Zambonis work, Mark? <laughs> I don't certainly, know how it's Zambonis certainly not work, just Jake. hot water. Zamboni science is indistinguishable from magic. I want to drive a Zamboni. 
So you're just going to say nothing about... Cool. So what do you guys think the movie does right? We're just... Well, I thought that was a really cool scene. What else do you want me to say? Really fast. I agree with you. I don't know. And, and, I mean, to what we were saying earlier, even the parts where, like, the blob is a giant blob towards the end of the movie, and it's roaming around, interacting with a lot of things, and it's clearly green screened, Mm -hmm. they... Obviously, put a lot of care into where every like the blocking. I think that's bro. Called there in was some straight land. up Harry exactly. and shit here. Mark needs to cool his jets with the whole like, well, the, the green screens. Harry Housen, Harry Housen, he used green screens. What, Jake? <laughs> Jake, you can't just repeat the same thing over and over again like it's an argument. Yeah, you can. <laughs> have you ever have you ever met me? Have you ever had an argument with me? <laughs> Not sober. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you were stroking out a number of times. Apparently, you thought you were arguing. Uh, okay, we're fully off the rails, so I'm going to bring in my last one here. What do you guys think of the twist? I like it. The last, whatever, two minutes of the movie. Mm. I, I, It doesn't... I don't think it is necessary in any way to the movie. It doesn't detract from it at all, either. Why is it wholly unnecessary? Because this would have been... I mean, this is a perfect movie. Like, not a perfect movie, but it works really well. The plot Ten is exactly time. the same, whether or not that last scene's in it. It's not exactly See, the same. I think it's a great end cap to the movie... To like fully solidify its 80s-ness, wherein you always had to put, you couldn't just put a question mark after a the end and assume people would like be in. You had to like show like the next step, the villain, and like he's fully disfigured and like hates humanity and all this shit. I think it's it's a great turn. It's such an obvious just like sequel bait that I don't like it. It's just like, there's gonna, this is gonna do so great that we're absolutely gonna get a sequel the second this comes out. Right. And I mean, that part, so we might be getting toward what it does middle, but I think that's honestly like so on brand for the 1980s that I yeah. I pushed it into does right. Yeah, you should have shook, you should have mentioned that shit when I was talking about how it was a great 80s style movie. I think I like that that's what it does middle for that particular. No, item. I think I like that's what it does right. I he said enough to where I'm on board with it because I think it fits into my earlier category. There's also something else that I do want to talk about before we can go into what it does middle. So it's just out of sequence, frankly, Jack. Ugh. Favorite kill? Which one? Go, Mark. Oh, you're putting me on the spot off the top yeah. of my head. I'm gonna go with the guy who gets sucked into the drain of the sink. That's a good one. That's a good one. Not definitely not my favorite. What's yours? Gropey McRapist getting his comeuppance immediately after he tries to feel the unconscious woman up. Yeah, yeah see, that's, and, that's and one of too. and one of my favorites was uh, the girl in the car because she was like this weird ceramic balloon that had gotten popped. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. So I assumed she was already dead. Like I well, assumed it just silently killed her. It yeah, well. Like a fart. I mean, it, that was a fart joke. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it did, right? That It did. That's exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. And then he tried to grope her. He tried to sexually assault her, and he got murdered for it. And what he didn't know was he was trying to sexually assault the blob. <laughs> and look, the blob's on board. You can't sexually assault the blob because the blob is always going to consent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's Just part of the blob's all... canon. <clears throat> Uh, honorable mention to as someone who had never really seen this and honestly didn't know what I was getting myself into the very first kill of the movie 
is yeah. is very it's a great reveal of just like oh this is this is the level of effects we're dealing with this is yeah cool. that's what we're talking about i found that right? very surprising i was startled it's, what was his the you're talking what was his name football player penny's date yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep that yeah, guy yeah. and just or, the leg left over like ugh. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I guess technically the first kill is the whole. The first one guy, was the and you pull the sheet aside and he's just dissolved from the waist down. Not that one. Yeah, I'm talking the about like the guy. one. Yeah, exactly. The football guy falls on him from the ceiling, and his skin is removed from his body as he like whatever. You get it. The the nicer friend of the rapey guy. Maybe yeah. he's just as rapey. Who knows? He seemed nicer. Nice guys really <laughs> finished last in this movie. <laughs> Bunch they of did. cucks. They did. Is that yep. what cucks are? I still don't understand what cucks are. Cucks? I don't cucks. think you're using it right, but I, I don't know enough about the word to tell you. It's something about men's rights. We should just talk a lot more about cucks. We should probably <laughs> talk a lot more about what the movie does middle, because I think we okay. moved to that. <laughs> cucks. Um, yes, this is a campy movie, but it's a campy movie because fucking Johnny Drama's performance is absurd and pretty terrible. <laughs> the guy cannot act. I'm sorry, Johnny Drama. You cannot act. Also, that guy's life is so depressing that it makes it something the movie does middle. It's like it can't be what the movie does wrong because the movie wouldn't know what was going to happen to Johnny Drama in the future. But fuck, it makes me sad. His name is Brian Flagg. Well, the character's name is Brian Flagg. Yes. And the guy's name is Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon, yes. Why are you calling him out by name? Don't do that. It's rude. <laughs> he went on to play Johnny Drama in the the HBO series Entourage. Uh, Entourage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and then he got married in real life. And when he got married in real life, before his bride walked down the aisle, he screamed the fake catchphrase of his actor, that he played, the character he played on Entourage. This is a weird level of knowledge you have about this guy. It's so depressing. What was so, Johnny Drama's catchphrase? Victory. He would scream victory. Johnny Drama would, because of the fake show that Johnny Drama was on, on the television show Entourage. And then Johnny Drama, the actor, the real life guy, whose name I've already forgotten, Kevin shouted Dillon. his fictional character's fictional character's catchphrase. <laughs> Before his bride walked down the aisle. Victory! And that's what this movie does, middle. Oh my god, it makes me so sad, boys. You know what? At least he shouted it before she walked down the aisle. I would have preferred a reality in which she got all the way down to the altar, and his first words to her as they were about to be married was just, Victory! <laughs> and to give credit where it's due here, this observation isn't because I know a lot about Entourage or Johnny Drama. It's, it's There's an old Cracked article about it. Wow. Yes. Oh, you guys remember Cracked? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I that do. was a thing. Yeah. That's something the world did. Know. I wrote two articles on Cracked. Oh, Good God. for you. That were either of them about Cracked. Johnny Drama? Neither of them were about Johnny Drama. Bo- well, both then, of them were about weird animal sex lives. I don't, know why you're trying to, I don't know why you're trying to come across as like some Johnny Drama expert over here. I, I just know everything about the man, and I definitely know the actor's name. You've I say it all the no time. articles about him. I have something this movie does super middle, which is that you don't see kids super get middle. murdered, like straight out murdered all that frequently. And there's why is that a middle? Oh, you're, that, you're right. That he gets just be a, a thing it does right. Yeah, he that kid gets it hard. Yeah, he gets <laughs> well, murdered. Yeah, we actually talked about this on uh, the Nightmare Junkhead podcast when we uh, went on those guys show. Uh, go check that out. It's fucking awesome. Yep, but about the mimic. Uh, 
Yeah, they yep. just happen to have a lot of kids getting stone murdered, and that doesn't like happen on screen a lot in horror movies. Yeah, I mean, it's better in this one what, than it is five, in Mimic. Five uh, movies. It'd be a tough one to name. I mean, it'd be a there. There, I'm sure there's a decent amount, but yeah. It looks spoilers for the movies we're about to name, but you got it. <laughs> you got Pet Cemetery. You got Mimic. You got this one. What else you got? Dude, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Boom, <laughs> five, right there. Nailed it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, I just think that's something it does right, Mark. I mean, I it's, all- certainly, it's certainly a risk. I like that they took it. It just, I mean, you're right. It probably is something that it does, it does right. But it's also something that people are going to pick on a little bit. That you can't just fucking murder a 12-year-old It's in a, a horror sewer. movie. <laughs> murder him. Okay. Okay. Cool. So Jake's in favor of murdering children. Uh, in horror movies. In horror movies. Yes. Asterisk. Big, a- big asterisk. <laughs> Requirement. I wouldn't even call that an asterisk. Uh, two things the movie does middle here. Both of them because oh, wow. I don't necessarily hate them in the context of the movie, but they both make me very uncomfortable. The first one is the Reverend. Just his whole character and his yeah, existence. His real pervy weirdness. Like it's unbelievable but not in a way that necessarily takes me out of the movie but i don't like it this movie is decidedly anti-religious people well good um but fair it's uh it makes me feel weird i don't like him being in the movie listeners what yeah (laughs) i like it i think my favorite part of this podcast is when both of you talk at the same time and then i can't hear either of you Oh, well, it's, so it's good. good cuz neither of us could hear each other, so we both just say what a lot of times. Huh? Nice. <laughs> Jake, what were you saying? Oh, I just made a dumb joke, it's fine. He's also slurring so badly. Dude, I can't understand a word he's saying. I had a bunch of bees sting me in the those face while I was snooping a... around my new neighbor's house. It's <laughs> those fine. bees did a number on you. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> We're firing okay. on all cylinders. Summertime shenanigans happened and I paid the price. <laughs> Oh, uh, you should watch that movie, The Watcher. It the used Watcher. to be on Netflix for free. That one is a, like a, a homeowner movie, and it's pretty good. Well, yeah, we got we to gotta come up with... I think that's what we should do is Jake's Rock and Horror World for the next little bit here while I'm getting in, ingrained into the homeowner vibes. We'll just be, tell me which home ownership-related horror movies to watch. The Watcher, I'm telling you. I'm not even kidding. This oh, will likely be a segment on a future podcast. I have to be able to find it, Jack. For now... Let's uh let's get uh, back the to the one. movie at the hand. second the second scene that makes me that I don't think the movie suffers for having in it but I don't like it that it's there is when Johnny Drama goes full Brad Marshand on the police officer and just licks the shit out of him. It's oh, cute. Oh yeah, that was a weird rebellion thing. It's bizarre. Yeah, it was I very punk rock. Was very confused by that. Why? Why what was he escalated to full it? Brad Marshand immediately. So it's, uh, that's also just assaulting a police officer, for the record. Like, if you do that, you'll just get, you'll just get thrown in jail for a long fucking time. Yes, and many states have uh, with bodily fluids as an enhancement. There you go. So it's an it's an enchantment. Do they have different levels of bodily fluids? They do not. They should. Because <laughs> I, if I got <laughs> licked true. on the cheek, it'd be slightly different than getting like slapped with someone's semen. So I guess what you're getting out of this is the legal advice that, look, if you're going to put bodily fluid <laughs> on a police officer, just go full bore. <laughs> I think it's the bo- it's both the bodily fluid and the manner at which you apply it. But that's kind of the, the advice for all crimes, right? If you're going to do the crime, fucking do the crime. Yeah, Don't get put it. in jail for some horse own shit. It. Yeah, right. Because like, exactly. they're gonna they're gonna hit you with that enchantment, and that's gonna make your your season your 
your prison term much longer. You're a season term. You're a season. <laughs> your redshirt season in prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> based on an enchantment. Oh, like, Mark has I mean, a frankly, firm grasp of, of the legal previous, system. Like recent NFL news. That kind of makes sense, actually. <laughs> you're, whole you're, season and behind bars. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Holy fuck! I don't think daddy. I have anything else. The movie doesn't. I don't know. have anything else. Probably not. But both both of those were very good entries, Jack. I like it. What does good the movie work. do wrong? Huh. I think it underutilizes the uh, female lead. I think she's a pretty cool badass hero. That is the druggie just, from Saw. Yes, the druggie from Saw. That is just put in a oh, place shit. where Johnny Drama has to save her too many times. No, Mark just realized who it was. <laughs> you guys, Johnny I have no exposure to this movie. I don't know what anyone went on to become. Well, the main guy went on to become Johnny Drama in Entourage and nothing else. Literally never and seen Entourage. So and she was in a bear trap reversed in Saw. Well, exactly. So you could barely see her face because her mouth was a giant bear well, trap. We, we, we've made it this far without saying, and we should mention, this is the same writer and Spoilers? the same director from Friday th- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Dream, Dream Warriors. That's a Dawkins song. <laughs> Dawkins, great. Shut up. The Ramones did Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a weird history of cool bands Whoa, who doing did the not closing cool songs? credits for this movie? I gotta find that out. Stop it. Oh my god. Uh, while you're doing that, while you're frantically Googling on your telephone, I got another <laughs> Clickety, one. Clickety-clackety-clack-clack-clack. Holy seizure warning, Batman. <laughs> the theater I'm, scene, oh I am surprised God. like people legitimately didn't die. Yeah, strobe lights, scene, are, strobe lights are difficult, dude. Only like oh. seven people went to see this movie in theaters. So <laughs> Yeah, the, that might the be risk why. Very expo- low the exposure was minimal. But yeah, it's a cool shot scene if you are at absolutely no risk of epsilon, epilepsy. Epsilon. I, look, I'm not at risk of epilepsy, and I still could barely watch it because it's yeah, unwatchable no. because it's just a strobe light being blasted into your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. For a solid amount of time, too. Like, they just keep it going. It's not just, like, one little scene where they're just like, huh, 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 look at this fun little fa-. No, it's like two minutes of people getting murdered behind a strobe light. <laughs> Why is there even a strobe light? Uh, never mind. We're moved past it. That seems no, like that's good. just, it's not supposed to be a strobe light. It just creates a strobe light effect. Yeah, the blob is mayhem. like flicking itself in front of the, in front of the projector uh, so quickly. I just figured it'd be like the, the mayhem that happened in the projection booth itself. So your argument is it's not a strobe light. It's just something that is a strobe light? Yes. Yes. Precisely. Okay, cool. Well articulated. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Mark. I appreciate that. Something that dove- Speaking of which, this dovetails into the next scene very well. The set outside of the movie theater is straight from, like, a Michael Jackson music video. I'm sure I've seen that set on a music video it from the 1980s. It looks more like a soundstage than almost any soundstage I've ever seen. Well, yeah, but also, just... like, if you slide your foot along it in the right way, you can hook a thing into your into your shoe and then lean forward really far. And then, it like, looks... aliens come down and, and abduct you. I don't know. There was some... It looks like one of the stops on the Universal Backlot Tour. Yes, 100% that's true. <laughs> that is the worst set in this movie by a long shot. They can't all be winners, man. Well, and they certainly weren't. And the weird thing is they put a lot of care into some of the sets. Like, the sewers look fucking great. I don't know if that's what a lot of actual sewers look like. Like, they just have a 20-foot-tall open tank Man, with four that feet sewer of standing water. But it looks Check. fucking cool. Do you not crawl through the sewers on your day-to-day basis? That's why I said a lot of sewers. The sewers I've crawled through absolutely don't look like yeah, that. Yeah, last I heard you were hanging out those people under the bridge. I figured you were just Look, you them. feel around with your feet and you find some cool stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, we know what the sewers of Philadelphia look like. The sewers of Boise. The sewers of Salt Lake, I assume. <laughs> Why do you, you're the one who lives in Salt Lake? Why is that the one you assume? I I don't know. I haven't There's told you about it. There's probably some really heinous shit in the sewers of Salt Lake, man. Oh, lots of drugs. <laughs> lots of drugs. You'd be surprised. I hear that's where the Morlocks live. Do you well, get it? That's, I mean, look, looks, let's be clear. This is where the Morlocks started. They've spread. They're like... <laughs> They're like gooey ducks or those invasive barnacle things that you have to check Gooey ducks. For. Quagga mussels or zebra Quagga clams. Mussels. That's what I'm going for. Quagga mussels. Even though zebra clams is wrong, they're also zebra mussels. I think somewhere in Idaho, someone just said it wrong once, and Idahoans are stupid, and so we started saying zebra clams. They're like Mormon crickets. Yeah, we have a lot of Mormon <laughs> quick crickets. I can't say it. <laughs> a, lot a lot of Mormon, of Mormon crickets. crickets. <laughs> Mark, you're adorable. Thank you. <laughs> I when tried. did you regress to a child from the 30s? Quickest. <laughs> Mormon quickest. Oh, gee, sir. I just worried about all the Mormon quickets. <laughs> I, I didn't try the accent on any other word. I just used my regular voice with a little higher What pitch. would Michael Caine sound like as a 1930s small child? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That wasn't even a little That was before. preposterous. Yeah, it was preposterous. <laughs> I can't believe it. There's a callback, though, you see. What? <laughs> what does this you movie You want me to make more wrong? fart jokes? What does this movie do wrong? What does this movie do wrong? What does this movie do wrong? I'm gonna add I'm gonna add one that I don't know if it's fair, but we do mention it. So I think that if we weren't to mention it for this movie as well, we would be doing a disservice to ourselves as an operation, which we do enough of those. This movie wasn't necessarily made to be good. And as a result, it's not a quote unquote good movie. Right? Correct. Like, when you're watching this, it is pretty over the top. It is pretty unbelievable. The writing's pretty bad. We've already mentioned the entertainment value, but what they created is still kind of bad. It just depends on if you can get the entertainment value you need out of it. The product itself is not quote-unquote good. Therefore, okay. it belongs in this category. Then it does a pretty Talk good job that. of being, like, of straddling that line into it's still enjoyable. It's not so, like... They weren't trying to be bad, I don't think. I don't, I don't think so either. I I honestly I... think this was an or- this was a good attempt at them doing their best. Yeah. So did I mislabel it? Is if you're trying to be over the top, then what you're going to create is wholly unbelievable and over the top. Yeah, I think that's probably better. I mean, I would love to know the history of good bad movies. You yeah. Know? Like, so you couldn't really have well, them. The- in the mm. early days because you were only in the movie theater. I don't even know when VHS was released as a format, but it's not like people had home video until, what, like the mid-80s? Maybe well, early I mean, 80s? When we were little, little kids, you you had to get like a membership to the, to like before Blockbuster exploded and thing, renting VHSs were cheap. Like I remember my dad telling me about one time he accidentally didn't return a movie and they charged him like $245 or something. What? <laughs> yeah, that seems excessive. And it wasn't even from the weird room with the beads. And that's like 1940s dollars or something. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> was my dad buying a VHS in 1940? Yes. Yeah, he was a he was a pioneer. Okay. Uh so I mean whatever era it was, like the mid 80s was kind of when you first started seeing these movies that actually could gain a cult following, I assume, because that's when you could go back and watch these movies that were released on VHS but not readily 
like seen in movie theaters and dropped out after a week or two because they weren't making any money. So I think I don't even know if the concept of intentionally making a bad movie was even around in 88. Oh, it was. I definitely think it was. Okay. I'm struggling to come up with examples right now, but with that the sense. Oma, this one knows it's over the top in some places. I don't know if it was and that's trying more to be bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I'm saying. It knows it's over the top, but yeah, it's not intentionally trying for. to be bad. Sure. Okay. Correct. In a good, bad movie, for the record, a good, bad movie is a movie that's trying its damnedest right. to be but good. It's- but it's bad. Right. And everyone involved buys in and thinks yeah. that it's going you to You need be that bad. wholesomeness. And this is more of a movie that's trying to be over the top. And when you do that, it creates something that is over the top. I think the perfect encapsulation of that is the way this movie is written. Yeah. You get some really wonky shit happening here. There's some, some stinker lines. And some of it is like, guys. And pretty much every scene what? with the government agents where they talk amongst themselves absent like minus the the main leader i forget that guy's name meadows maybe or whatever that guy's name is but whatever my every scene without him where those government agents talk to each other it's the clunkiest worst delivered lines yeah oh yeah, yeah. there are some rough ones it is meadows for the record yeah not spelled meadows. the way you'd expect m-e-d-d-o-e-s o-w-s oh wow that's close yeah o-e-s does <laughs> I didn't no O W S. Yeah, I know. I was laughing at Jack's spelling of it, Mark. Oh, okay. God. That'd just be med does. No, it's med like does. a doe, like a deer. Fuck. Oh, oh, female like a female deer. deer? <laughs> <laughs> We've touched on this already, but uh there's some very unnecessary green screen in this, particularly toward the end of the movie. I get that you have to do kind of the Jaws reveal where you don't see the monster until the very end, but also you do though. When you see the the thing, the blob in its entirety, it is hard to shoot. And as a result, you, I thought the you, the movie theater scene, aside from the strobe light, looks good. Once they're out in the street, that shit looks bad. Well, a couple of things. Blob Geyser does not look bad. Blob Geyser looks fucking amazing, and I won't hear anything to the contrary. The scenes where it's crawling around in the street, I agree with you, but the scene where it explodes up Blob Geyser style is fucking amazing. Cool. And it looks good. And the green screen issues don't don't mirror it. Now, maybe it's because they just had a black, like, they're putting it against the night sky, so it's just a black background, and you don't have those same, like, edge issues of green screen that you get later on. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to do the rotoscoping? I think, I, again, I, it would be rotoscoping now. I don't know if that's what they did in 1988. Mama, don't take my Kodachrome? <laughs> Are we at nitpick station? Can I blow my whistle? I got whistle? nothing else it does wrong. Yeah. Probably. That one was mysterious. Ugh. Jake didn't like it. Ugh. It was oddly sexual. <laughs> yeah. Um... This one I, I struggled with a little bit. I, I This one kept me up last night thinking about... The movie? This particular nitpick. Oh. Okay. Oh. I don't think that anywhere outside of Iowa in 1988, you could find a rotary payphone. I don't know this to be true. This I certainly didn't do any up. research. I don't think you could find one. I certainly don't think you could find one in California... Which I guess means that they constructed a rotary payphone prop for this movie, and that doesn't make sense either. It's a small Jack, town, dude. Jack. Jack. What? What? Jack. What? I'll tell you this much. 
I was born in the golden year of 1988. Great films that year. I remember having a rotary phone briefly in my house, which means I was at least four or maybe three, which means it was the early 90s. My grandparents had a rotary phone in their house probably until like the late 90s. Well, grandparents don't count. Grandparents I'm, aren't Well, my parents were not what, grandparents. Not they were just normal parents. Well, I mean, not that normal. They had a rotary phone in 1993. So they're not that it normal. It sat on the bedside table on my dad's side in the master bedroom. See, I feel like he was using it for something weird then. What would you, uh, what uh, weird shit can you do with a rotary phone? I don't know. I'm not a deviant. Oh my god. Neither are my parents. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be what Jack's saying. I I know your dad. I don't know the man to be a deviant, but I'm not the one with a rotary phone on my bedside table. This is getting dark. I In just have butt 90s. plugs Look, like I'm a just normal telling person. you, it's not a nitpick. That's a very common thing. There were definitely rotary phones. Rotary pay phones is what I'm saying. Well, it kind of uh, you okay, fine, good. I, so I'm I sure there were rotary pay phones too. That's my first nitpick. Good. <laughs> Coming after my parents, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> my first nitpick is your dad's a deviant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I gotta say, this is more of a neat pick than a nitpick, but I kind of like it. that they they put the black guy in charge of the whole operation. It seems like a nice little like trope inversion, you know. I, I was going to say that, too. Both of the prominently featured black characters are in positions of power. Like, one of them is just a stone badass, runs owns an auto body shop, and is there for two scenes to, like, lend lend Johnny Drama some tools, and then to save the day by putting the pieces Jack. of the blob in an ice house, Jack. which and, all towns and, have for some reason. And to Jack. say he was right. He was right the whole time. It was going to yeah. snow. Jack. Yes, Jake. I don't think he owned that auto body shop, for the record. Oh. Because he was talking about how they were having him hurry up and get all them damn sedus done. Okay. Skidoos. <laughs> well, he was still right the whole time. He so was still right the whole time. It snowed. Yeah. yeah. It I just like snow. that. It's a nice little trope inversion. I don't really know. It's a weird movie to have that in, but cool. Good for <laughs> I you. I mean, they did still make him the villain. Well, yes, but, I mean, <laughs> he was in a position of power. Where did religious guy get the blob from? They made he had it. it in a glass jar. Where, where did he get it? Which guy? Yeah, but he had about? it in a glass jar. Which guy are we talking about? The, guy, the, the religious dude, guy. The at priest the end. that burned. He he picked up a piece of it. It attacked him, and then it exploded. How did he get and a piece of a it? A piece clung to him. Mm. Je- Je- either of that, you? Did you see how? Do you the know blood? who either of us are? <laughs> you no, just gave up. You said ja ja, and then you gave up. He he is clearly it's, given up, dude. This happened months ago. It's very confusing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, did you see how the blob died? It turned into a giant fucking clump of snowflakes. He just took a jar and put a few snowflakes into it and it turned into the blob. No, that can't happen. It was dead. The snowflakes also weren't the blob. The snowflakes were the liquid nitrogen going up into the sky and forming clouds or stars. Okay, or fine. Stars. The columnar basalt then that the blob turned into. He just chipped off a few of those. No, those were dead for. There's a thousand ways he could have picked up a piece nope. of the blob. I don't know why this is you have an issue. No, nope. <laughs> the, the blob was, was shot with like multiple rockets. It's all over town. I don't it know. It was dead. It wouldn't be that hard. It uh, was while dead. we're on this subject, here's a nitpick. Why in the fuck <laughs> do the government scientists think the blob can be contained by sealing off two of the sewer areas? Like, this thing is clearly capable of opening manhole covers, and there's other ways out of the sewer. Yeah, well, because there's three people, at least, no, five people down there that it's, that it's, wait for it, wait for it, 
hunting, right? Like my beer. <laughs> oh my god. So it's going to be at least distracted for a little while. They haven't successfully contained it by sealing off the sewers and come up a fucking toilet. Right, but like, you know, you eat five people, you take a nap. It takes some time. It takes no naps, Mark. Then they seal off the sewer. You got like 20 hours or so. Everybody <laughs> trying to make it they're snacks. trying to make it so big that it can't move anymore. Um, There's a threshold. On the Reverend's creepiness, I think his first line of the movie is my fever is acting up again. What does that mean? Sexual oh, there disease. Is, I mean, his fever is like getting worse. Chlamydia? I, I feel like that's a pretty straightforward His line. chlamydia is flaring up? Yeah, he probably has chlamydia. My fe- he doesn't say my fever is getting worse. There's a normal way to say that. It's my fever is getting worse. He <laughs> says my fever is acting up again. Again. Like it's okay. a bum knee. Look, if we're nitpicking lines, also, she tells her daughter at one point, the mom tells, I'm oh, sorry, not her daughter, her son, don't eat with your face. Yeah, don't eat with your face. <laughs> well, How sucking- might I eat then? Exactly like he is. He's sucking. Don't, don't do what he was doing. He's sucking the jello off the plate with only his face. That's awesome. Though. She was missing the line only. Wouldn't she do that? Literally using. Him? You can only. You can only use your face to eat. You have no other methods of eating. Your face. It's a necessary is a and sufficient situation. It's yeah, a necessary and your face is necessary situation. and sufficient. That's it, not true. But Mark. she's saying it shouldn't be sufficient. Don't do the sufficient half of that. You don't have to Do use the your face. Necessary half of that. Yeah, you'll still use your face. Just add hands to the equation. Preferably forks. I know phrases. Logic bomb. (laughs) So the face is sufficient. Uh, Okay, Jake didn't understand any of that. Jake, what are you (laughs) doing nitpicks? (laughs) No, actually, he's right, though. The face is sufficient. Yeah, it is sufficient. But it shouldn't be. His mom's trying to counsel against that. Right. She wants necessary and sufficient, not just sufficient. Right. Well, she, it'd be hard to argue against necessary. I mean, I guess you could have one of those weird holes. So, okay, 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 okay. Okay, nitpicks. Like a- We're doing nitpicks. We're doing the nitpick thing. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a football scene, football scene at the start of this movie, right? Uh-huh. And I was Yeah, that like kid's halfway. got a concussion. Oh, yeah, for sure. He'd get, he probably wouldn't get sent through protocol CTE these days, real actually. Bad. He probably would not, because uh, <laughs> they don't do that in football. In 88? <laughs> they still don't do it, frankly. Um, okay, I thought it was a pretty good football scene until... And I saw this on IMDb, so I'm going to give them the initial credit. Someone said, a team has 12 men on the field. And I rewound it, and sure as shit, there's an illegal shift happening. But they <laughs> score anyway. So you, what was a pretty good football scene? Your, your nitpick is with the high school referees not properly refing the game. Well, that would over 23-year-old. That would. 23-year-old. You know what? I'm going to step all over this, because this is the best nitpick we have ever had. <laughs> that is that is the height of nitpick. The high school, the inconsequential <laughs> high school football scene is improperly officiated. Or are they trying to add realism by having a shitty referee not he call it? He would call that as a clear legal shift. Maybe it's yeah, a bad ref. Like even, even the shittiest referees can tell whether or not there's 12 <laughs> people on the field. Fuck me, man. <laughs> it's like the easiest call you can make. It's not even happening. Well, it is happening during the play, but you can see it before the play happens. You have so much time. <laughs> That's probably anyway. why, and it was still it was still a successful play too, right? It was still a successful play. Yep, yep. you would have picked it up. Were there twelve defenders? Yes, I see. There you go. So they're just that good of a team, even yeah. though they're losing. Well, they were throwing. So that's a neat pick. Uh, no, it's still a nitpick. It's a. It was improperly in. It was a nitpick. It was improperly. It was. Can you see the frame? Can you see the ref in enough frames to know he didn't throw a flag? He go, he gives like a really good solid like this is how you would do it in real world touchdown signal so I'm sure he knew how to fucking signal for a an illegal shift. Okay. It wasn't a fucking touchdown though. 
It was a seven-yard gain. No, they scored a touchdown. He's not talking no. about the concussion scene. He's not talking I'm about talking the concussion scene. I'm talking about before scene. that. I'm talking about the touchdown that he scored, and then they got the fumble, and then he got back uh, on the field and got had the seven-yard gain that he was then tackled. Got his bell rung. I'm with you now. It's a whole they're scene. There's a whole only, world they build. We'll get yeah, they're only throwing to him. Um, hey, Johnny Drama, why are you so weirdly specific but then also casual? Why does he say the Royal Canadian Mounties? If you're going to you start the, the whole act, thing, if, it, then you should say the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Then you should no, actually no, no, say the, the actual Canadian acronym. Mounties. That's yeah, no, up, it's Jack. just the Mounties, or it's the Royal Canadian Mounted no, Police. It's dumb. the RCMP. It's not the RCM. It's not a weird disco like uh, boombox maker from the early '90s. <laughs> it's Tottenham. I got a chuckle out of Mark. It's yeah. It's Tottenham Hotspur or Spurs, not Hotspur. Right. I like Totspur. I didn't say that. I just can't talk. Yeah, Mark I got was, well, was an independent thought. Mark is just off in his own. I like Totspur. Let's just do that. Let's just do okay. that. Okay. I have a lot of things to say about the uh, fire extinguishers in this movie. Oh, my. This town sure is lucky that all of them are carbon dioxide fire extinguishers and none of them are chemical powder. Also, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they just assume. I don't feel like people know how fire extinguishers work on this set. <laughs> like, fire extinguishers do get cold because of. The you know ideal gas law, but I don't think they get cold dioxide. so fast that they could substantially like freeze a blob almost instantaneously. Also, this is an alien genetic mutant a bio blob. weapon. When you spray it with a fire extinguisher, she gets to it's weak to cold way too fucking quickly. <laughs> also, I don't care what type of fire extinguisher you have. Definitely never in your life should you block yourself off in a room and expel. All of the fire extinguishers in the building within that room. No matter what type of fire extinguisher. You'll die fast. If it's carbon dioxide, you'll die. If it's dry chemical powder, you'll You'll die. die. If it's foam, you'll probably also die. Yeah, you're just going to poison yourself and you're not going to get that cold. So I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here. It's the wrong move. (laughs) Yeah, they. uh, So that's a pretty big nitpick. Everyone would have died. Here's here's another nitpick that I'm now realizing maybe it should be in what it does middle because it does mean this movie shares a trait with the TMNT and TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. Teenage um, Ninja Turtles. Yes. Why do movies of this vintage think you can close manhole covers by just like pulling them two thirds of the way closed and then it'll just slide the rest of the way and you can sneak your fingers out from under it. (laughs) Why? I mean, they've established that this woman isn't particularly strong. She's, she's internally strong and she's a badass, but she's not strong enough to one arm slide a manhole cover perfectly into place. And then what are those things weigh like 80 pounds? Well, then later on they show a scene when it's actually when it's actually a manhole cover in the shot, they have three of the government workers struggling to get it back into place from above. Yep, successful. But the TMNT two and look, I get it. The, t- the 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 turtles are strong as shit. But even they, you still can't like it's not going to slide well enough for you to be able to slide your fingers underneath it before it closes. That always bothered me about those movies. They've got great. They have great deltoids. I can't talk tonight, guys. It's a problem. <laughs> you weren't even stung by us. bees. They have, yeah. they have great deltoids. They they These? once you exceed the static friction, you just have to deal with dynamic friction, and then it just slides. Okay, Jack, <laughs> it just slides. <laughs> Ugh. Do you guys think this is where they got the scene from Terminator Two from? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is. Probably. I'm kind of serious. This was this was this is T two to a T. How serious? Oh, how serious are you? 
100% serious. Okay, I needed to make sure. Uh, while I, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I am off. so super serial. The listener, you can't see, but Jack and I have been vibing for a while. Jake is playing with thumbtacks on a... On a- <laughs> On a cork board. They're the not thumbtacks, they're text screws. Excuse sorry. He's been doing that for the last ten minutes, so <laughs> there you have it. Uh while I think the scene of Johnny Johnny Drama flipping off the law is fucking rad and riding away on his rad ass triumph bike. <laughs> the sound effects they add to that are baffling and straight out of Moonraker. They're like it's like they're in a steel tunnel. Pew, bing, bing, doo, doo, doo. They're in a fucking forest. What are those ricocheting off? Trees. Skulls. <laughs> no. The Fuck. innocent. I hate it all. The innocent. Bothers me. I have one last one. I got a couple more. This, oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to get mine out of the way, and then we'll lightning round yours. <laughs> so this is a bioweapon that is heavily invested in by the United States federal government. It's been shot into space. It's come back. It's killing people. In response to this, the United States government has sent, what, like, eight people? <laughs> yeah, it's the most dangerous weapon they've ever developed. <laughs> well, it's a Better small send, town. like, Dude, it's six, seven people. Well, if they're town. going the stealth approach, then sending eight dudes in full PPE is not the way to go either. <laughs> sure it is. Right? <laughs> it's not stealth, and it's and not the appropriate containment mechanism. So right. They should have just set up a perimeter around the town, cut the phone lines, and then waited for everyone else to die. They could have done a done, lot of things They should have done the crazies. They totally yep. should have done the crazies. But if they were trying to go stealth, the move isn't send people in full PPE and immediately kidnap two teenagers. And also tell, like, everyone that they're there. Yeah. They announced themselves almost immediately to half the town. So. Yep. 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 All right. I'm looking at the time code here. I'll just go with my last uh, my last nitpick, which, Mark, I'm surprised isn't one of yours. Okay. Uh, this is one of the bits of dialogue between Meadow or Meadows, whatever. Meadows. Meadow. And Med does. And his Doe chief. And deer, en- female deer. And his chief engineer, where the blob is growing. And Meadow looks at the engineer who protests Meadows. because the blo- it's growing at a geometric rate. The, it, the blob is growing. What does that mean? At a geometric rate. What could that possibly mean? It means it's multiplicative. That's does it? Normal is that, rate. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. That's a real math thing? Yeah. A geometric rate. Yes, it's a real bet, math thing. Bet you got a bet. I feel bet. It's basically, I, I, it's basically I no. It. It's basically equivalent to like exponential growth. It's a similar term. So it's it, a real. It's term. sort of like you can have a geometric mean too. Right? That's a real term, not a nitpick. Yeah, no, it's not a nitpick. That's a real thing. Fuck. I, well, so to clarify, I feel like it is a term that they randomly picked and had no idea what it meant. They just happened to stumble into getting it right. Like yeah, us. they were just like, "What's a rate that's not linear? Uh, geometric, <laughs> sure." Well, but linear is geometric. Oh, fuck. Bet him. Linear is just linear. Bet. A line is a geometric shape. Bet him. You're thinking about it wrong, Jack. It's not geometric in the sense that it makes a shape. It's geometric in the sense that it's multiplicative. I don't don't frankly know what the origin of the word is. Mark, I was a math major for almost half a semester. I think you should bet. (laughs) You You were a math major until you dropped out of the math major. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Less than a full semester after a ge- I I'll, Look, we don't need to belabor the point. It's too late to not belabor. No, I think Geometric is a great 
You can God say damn it, you son of a, a bitch. Let's go to ratings, and I'm angry now. Bet okay, him. I'm sorry. Bet. We Overdate Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how the Wu-Tang Clan would rate how much you should fuck with them. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And for 10, think of how Ethel would write Continuing to Live On. Listen to me, mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't you forget it. You're gonna get back on that horse. And I'm gonna be right behind you, holding on tight. And away we're gonna go, go, go. I don't like horses. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Jake? Yes, sir. Your fucking movie pick, your fucking story rating. Well, I gave it a four. Okay. Bold. It's a little yeah, high. Care to explain I'm, yourself? <laughs> might be a little high. I, uh, it might be a government Cold War experiment that came from space, but it's just kind of a, a blob. Well, it's a blob. It's a blob, guys, that eats people with acid, and then they kill it with cold. That's it. Yeah, I don't know why I said it was bold. I gave it a four also. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, I, I wasn't really listening. Oh, I'm sure. I, I agree with you. It the I do think this is one of the quintessential sci-fi stories, right? It came from outer space, and it's evil, and it's trying to take over the world. This doesn't even have the originality of that to fall back on. The points it gets are for adding the Cold War conspiracy angle and modernizing it a little, but that's not... Many points. It doesn't fuck too much this up. This is though. not a movie you watch for story. Four. Mark. Yeah, you guys are high. It's two and a half. I'm struggling yeah, to find out what is the good, what is the story that's bringing it up toward average? Like, it's a good monster, but the monster's been done many times. For me, it's, it's because remake. This, the blob is the quintessential, like, I, I, I want to give some credit to the blob, like, I suppose. Well, which which also, is also giving credit to the old, like, Strange Tales comic. It came from outer space, right? They're all the fucking same. Right, Mark, exactly. I, uh, Mark, I have a question for you. Sure. What did you give uh, Killer Clowns out of curiosity? Oh, that's a great question. For if story. only I had had our thing pulled up. I'm just going to go ahead and keep vamping. Fuck. Um, it's under K. The slums it is after K. Us. I gave it a two and a half. Jake? Okay, that's consistent. That's good. What so did I, I give really it? I really fucking nailed it, didn't I? What did I give it? Uh, stop asking me questions I can't answer. And then also, what did I give it after that? Three, and Jack, you gave it a three. Yeah, okay. so I think the only thing that I could do, because I find these to actually be relatively similar, I think that the difference here, Jack, what you said that I didn't mention, but we talked about earlier, is that this does bring in that 80s element of counterculture and going against authority which that is part of the story. That's what ultimately kind of wins the day there. Totally. Uh, but it's definitely not an average or above average story. Sure. So still have the general high school beats. World building and immersion is our second category. Jake, I'm legitimately curious to know what your world building and immersion score is. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Woof. There, it's interesting. I wanted to give this higher because when good shit is happening from an effects standpoint, pretty damn easy to watch. Sure, I'll buy that. But on the whole, this is not a movie that you need to be or you're going to feel yourself glued to the screen during. Yes. It's just not. Uh, there's a lot going on here that, frankly, you could just tune out of and then you could 
as you start to see someone getting eviscerated by the acid that the blob brings to the table, uh, just, you know, pop right back in, watch somebody get annihilated, and then tune out, do some texting, come back a little later, watch somebody get killed, text, kill, text, kill, until it just sort of ends. Yeah, I agree. I gave it a three, and I really struggled to come up with that score. I I do feel like <laughs> I was more I, I was more engrossed in that, and I think I think the reason is I I want to give it a little bit more credit for the worlds it built. Like this small town is pretty cool, but then the sewers, especially, are a pretty cool setting that a significant chunk of the movie takes place in. And well, it's like three minutes of the movie, but sure. Uh, I think there's like uh, I don't know twenty five total minutes screen bet. time, bet. Um, and then two minutes of nudity. You should bet. So, uh, there's there's at least two minutes of boobs. <laughs> bet him. I, I I think it it's getting a little bit short shrift for the world building in this score, but mm, no. it's the immersion's hard. I mean, Johnny Drama is hard to seriously sit down and watch, and then it gets even worse what? by the fact that the government agents are a the, whole different kind of bad clunky acting yeah. it's tough i'm glad you mentioned that because the world they build there's not much good to say about that either like what is this town does it matter and then you bring in the whole u.s government part of this and the way that they handle all of that and that's just not how any of that would happen no it's worse so, yep yeah. it's worse yep mark that should actually get us back to the nitpick so this is a biological weapon that falls from space that they've spent years curating or whatever but then they had no idea where it would like land. Well, like, why what? is there not a controlled descent? Somewhere I don't think important? They didn't when it was for too to dangerous. Descend. We need to shoot this into space. I don't think their intent was yeah. we need this in a non-decaying orbit. I think their intent was it get should the have fuck been. out that of the orbit. It seems like they should have been the number one user requirement that it doesn't come back. Well, what then? Why wouldn't it just be get out of orbit? Just go the fuck away. That would be good too. They did neither of those other things. They <laughs> Dude, did the remember, one that would bring it we back. We couldn't even get to the moon. We had to stage it. Operation No, 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 no. Jack or Jake, whoever you are. Oh god, god damn it. Oh this my is god. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> we can get I? to the moon very easily. The problem is getting back from the moon. Okay, you're correct. Thank you for that distinction. That's why we needed Mr. Kubrick. I gave it a 7, and uh in retrospect, that seems high. But Are you, wait, wait, this is what? a long-winded joke, right? No, world really building isn't. and immersion. You gave this movie a seven. Let me tell you something. A movie starring Johnny Drama. Uh, I didn't know he was Johnny Drama at the time. I still don't really know who Johnny Drama is. Victory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is this is a movie that comes with an asterisk, and I can't wait for you guys to bring it up in our 2018 horror omnibus spectacular Christmas edition. Yes, indeed. But, um. This is a movie that you talked about it earlier. It's certainly not a good movie, but it is entertaining. There's a fun factor here that yep. that brings you in. And this gives away something that is sort of... It tells you a lot about who I am as a person outside of this podcast. But I was working on a pretty fun Excel spreadsheet problem while I was watching this movie. <laughs> and this actively distracted me from working on that. That's and why it took so long. <laughs> that's why it took so long um that it i mean that might sound like it's not very interesting but like that takes a lot to pull me away from something like that and i was i basically just stopped working and watched this whole thing that might be a first time viewing thing that might be a going in blind thing that might be a no, that's horrible a campy's 1980 that's a you thing 
yeah, horrible, uh, campy 1980s movie thing. But there is charm to this movie. And seven might be a little high, but I feel like the total average high. of our ratings is probably about right. There's and it needs a, to be higher than what you guys gave it. Mark, to, uh, to clarify a little point here, outside of Adam Scott's character on Parks and Recreation, I've literally never heard anybody use the two words fun and Excel spreadsheets that close to one another. Oh, they're I great, though. I fucking love just doing shit in Microsoft Excel. Wow. I, I like, like bashing yeah, nerds. You had to clarify that it's a Microsoft product. Thanks. Well, I don't know. I, They're going to sponsor know. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> brought this week, we're brought to, you, brought to you by Microsoft. Trademarked. Trademarked Microsoft. What? <laughs> what? This is the man that just gave this movie a seven. <laughs> I don't even know what our next category is. Scare factor? Maybe? Yeah, Jake, yeah, what's your scare factor uh, score? Yeah. Okay. I'm giving it a four, and that's mostly for gore. Uh,. It's not that scary a movie. Like, it is not that immersive a movie. It really... It's not a scary movie, Mark. You're not encapsulating the fun factor. No, I I will. You'll find that happens in a later category. Okay. In tilt. It's got some tilt. It does have some tilt For instance, this movie has a lot of tilt vis-a-vis triumph factor. Mm. Victory? Look, okay, get back to this. Get back to this category. (laughs) This is unbelievable. It's not a high score, but there is there is some noteworthy gore here, which will be mostly accounted for in the next category. But it's really just this sentient ooze that dissolves people. So, and it's funny. I, I, yes, it is funny. I gave it the sa- same rating as you. I think where this movie suffers a little bit is that this is a terrifying concept. This is an unstoppable monster, right? A la The Thing. This is a thing that conventional weaponry doesn't work on you, you everything they try fails it's conceptually a little bit scary problem is she solves it so fucking quickly that I, you, you you can't be it's weak scared to cold. of it yeah it's weak to cold or carbon dioxide maybe who knows um but it i agree with you it's all gore it's four for gore um, you make a good point jack i would love in one of these movies for them to misidentify the thing it's weak to that would be amazing right like <laughs> they spray fire it's it's cold and no it turns out it was the co2 <laughs> no you did no even something more like whatever like super weird from that it's just like oh no it's actually weak to like the bismuth in the compressor or something like that <laughs> mark mark rewrites war of the worlds and when they all die it's, it turns out it's all just their nap time but mark's like we did it we won everybody lay down your arms they're weak to our diseases and then they wake up and slaughter everybody war of the worlds too <laughs> war of the worlds i so- gave this movie a three and a half we're all on the same page i mm-hmm. i mean it's not scary it's funny it's got good effects. Yep. 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 Which is going to lead us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, what is your effects or judicious lack thereof score? Speaking of good effects, uh, I gave it an eight. I think the only thing that's really bringing this down is some of that stuff that's kind of green screen stop motion. He doesn't really look very good. I think the other thing we didn't really mention at all during the podcast, <clears throat> some of the audio, it has that yeah. 80s thing that happens where someone is clearly saying something on screen that is different than the noise that it's you're bad hearing. bad ADR. Yeah. A little bit of the ADR. Is it even issue. ADR, though? I think so. <laughs> it's very unclear. I don't even think they had ADR yet. I they think probably no, they did. definitely had looping? ADR. They Look, dude, if they had rotary phones, they had ADR. <laughs> That's just okay. a straight-up fact, Mark. I don't know the history of ADR. It has to, a lot to do with rotary phones. It's an eight. Uh, I totally agree. I gave it an eight as well. The 
the the gore effects I would put up against a lot of current movies gore effects. Yeah, like, because they it's look practical. Fucking fantastic. They they look incredible. Uh I agree with you. In addition to the ADR, the sound effects are are pretty poor at some points. That I I mentioned the pinging when uh, Johnny Drama's flipping off Johnny Law. Uh, that's that's the most noticeable, but the the sound effects aren't always perfect. It, this movie could have been higher. There's also, it is charming in '80s, but the rotoscoping, green screen issues we've discussed, excuse me, are a little bit rough. Mark, I mean, I gave it a seven and a half. I feel like we're probably on the same same wavelength here. Yep. Yep. It, All right. It's a great looking movie. I was impressed. <laughs> I I was expecting this to be a very shitty movie going in and that's probably why i'm rating it relatively high was because i was bracing myself what to be clear this is a criminally underrated movie i think the cult following it's getting now is insufficient yeah like this this is so much better than so many of the cult classics like this should be higher but my point is when those first two things happen i was immediately sucked in and and actually this might be a good argument as to why immersion should be higher right because if you go in thinking this is gonna be a normal 80s movie with like a shitty effects budget and then this happens to you you're in like flynn right like you want to see every single kill totally so jake what is your overall score the big one the mac daddy i know what's the overall score they're still here that we talked about and it took me like a day to really commit to what I wanted to give this after seeing it again for the first <laughs> time in a long time. And what I'm going to end up going with feels high to me. But I think this is, like you just said, it's a better movie than it gets credit for. I gave it a seven. I don't think that that's outrageous by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that that rides heavily on the effects display that's that's this movie is. It's just an absolute hilarity ensues type masterclass in practical effects. And that's what I want from an eighties movie. That's why I picked it for a summer movie. Like we're having right now. Great. And summer movie. It like is misery. Summer it's movie. a great summer movie. Like, yeah, just like misery. You fuck <laughs> great drive-in movie. This would be really fun to just do a drive-in for. That's actually true. Totally. If you're in it. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second probably. But I, I just, I think that this movie, like you just said, Jack, it, it, it does not get the attention and maybe it is more so now that it deserves, but pretty overlooked little flick. And it's a good one, especially if you're into good effects. And I, I gotta tell you what, it is staggering that a remake of a movie starring Steve McQueen, not starring Steve McQueen is, I think a better movie. I think it's a better movie, but too. I think it is. Holy shit, they well, replaced Steve McQueen with Johnny Drama, and they made a better movie? What? I don't know. I think it's a, different, a vastly different movie. It but. is a vastly different movie. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I gave it a seven. This movie is everything you said. It's more than the sum of its parts. Yes. Right? It just it, it is just more than the sum of its parts. It's its effects. It's, the effects are incredible. Plus, fucking a Triumph Daytona Tiger. Come on. That's such a badass fucking bike it's cool as all fucking shit they should have put one of those in the void oh my god i'd lose my fucking mind they cost more money now but that's fine our colander robot is gonna explode i also gave it a seven it's a three-way Uh-oh. tie oh Uh-oh. shit what did we name it we na- you named it last week mark i think you named it you ernie named it? i think it was ernie i, I think you named it because i would have named, named it Bert. Ernie. i'll tell you that much right now it was it, yeah it was me <laughs> i named it Jake, you haven't said anything in, in literally half an hour, so we just completely forgot you were here. Literally, huh? 
I think figuratively. I think it's been 35 seconds, but fuck yeah. okay. Literally a half an hour. Okay. Um, I mean, Ernie is freaking out. He's losing his mind a little bit. There's going to be some heavy sound editing I do to get out the clanks and clangs of this Pots and Pans robot. Yeah, so what you're going to want to do, you're going to want to do a foyer transform and you subtract everything that's above, I don't know, whatever kilohertz it is that's loud and high. On a geometric distribution. Geometric distribution, yep. Hypergeometric. Hypergeometric, okay. Got it. But I think what this boils down to is you don't need to talk about why you wouldn't watch this, buddies, and not drink beers. Because just you should. fucking do it. You definitely said. fucking should. This yeah. is and don't think too much to about Johnny Drama's life outside of this movie. Mark said it'd be a good drive-in movie. It's a great summer movie. We said earlier in the podcast it'd be a great movie just to get a bunch of people who'd seen it many a time together and have this ruckus drunken thing where you watch it together. All of those things should happen. Make it happen if you can. This is a perfect candidate, you guys. You know what else is great about this that Jack touched on earlier? You can, and I, I use this as a positive. You use it as a negative in your immersion thing. But you can tune out and then come back perfectly to just see the next kill. I think yeah, that was that's Jake. What makes I literally think that was Jake. Great, it was that's it, fine. It was me. <laughs> whoever whoever said it, one of you. Mark Someone has who no with idea. A, with a J here. and an A and a K. You guys are seventy five percent the same person. Okay, do you understand <laughs> yeah, that? A person do you understand how name. hard it is to be me? Mark, I've got cool hair. Well, listener, he has uncool <laughs> hair. For the record, he's trying though. Jake, take us out of here. Okay. Okay. That was a weird way to end it, Jack. <laughs> you have cool hair. I do. This has been episode 96 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook. That is Twitter. And those links are going to be right down there in the description below. While you're listening to the podcast, go ahead, pick up your phone that I'm sure you're on right now. Open up your podcasting app of choice. Give this like give it a rating review it or send it on over to somebody else you know who likes horror believe it or not that helps a ton as always the music has been coming at you from super bear that link's gonna be down there in the description below as well and coming at you next week i believe we're to a movie that uh frankly i, I really i really didn't want to watch but but we're gonna have to yeah it's uh it's arachnophobia. So get excited because that's coming at you next week. And until then, you should get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch them horror movies. Have a great summery week, everybody. Those links are right down there in the description below. Can I stop you for a second, Jake? Mark is rubbing his breasts vigorously. And it's, it's a lot of sexual attention. Uncomfortable. We need, you need to get out of here faster.